Welcome to the Behind Their Business Podcast, the show that's peeling back the curtain and showing what's actually happening behind the scenes of running a business. I'm your host, Steph Blake, and each week you'll hear from women at all levels of business who are showcasing their stories of struggle and triumph as they juggle business ownership with day-to-day life. Join us to hear inspiring stories and strategies for starting and growing your own business. Hey everybody, Steph Blake here, and I am so glad that you are here for this week's episode. As usual, it is going to be amazing, so you are in for a treat. But before we dive into that episode, I want you to join our private and 100% free and supportive community for business owners to connect in called the Confident CEO Community. So if you have not joined us yet, here is your invitation to come and join us. Each week I also do a live training to share my best tips and tricks for scaling an online business the easy way. We talk about strategy, team building, mindset, tools, automation, and everything in between to help you confidently step into the CEO role in your business. So you can go to confidentceocommunity.com to join us today. And now let's dive in to this discussion with our incredible guest. Welcome back to the Behind Their Business podcast, or if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. Today, our guest is going to share all about the importance of having hard conversations with team members, family members, and clients when it comes to your business specifically. I'm sure there's going to be some lifestyle things that come up here too. But in her business, our guest helps six and seven figure businesses expand with clarity and efficiency, which is my love language as well. So please welcome to the show, Danielle Levy. Danielle, I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you. So happy to be here. So, so happy to be here. You're so sweet. So Let's talk about you. Let's talk about what you were doing before you started this business. How did you get started in this business? Take us on your personal journey. Yeah. So um, I'm in um, the Boston area, Massachusetts, USA, and I launched my career. I probably spent more than 15 years in um, traditional, like um, many people have seen the Mad Men TV show, um, types of environments, really working in the best ad agencies, digital consulting agencies, design studios, like the best of the best, um, literally in environments where it was faster to put me on a plane um, than it was for like the UPS or FedEx or whoever to deliver at 8 a.m. the next morning. Like it was just crazy. And it led to directly to a path of um, burnout. So I was like, well, I guess it's a good time to go to graduate school. And because um, why not go to graduate school, right? Like nothing better to do with myself. Um, and I got out of graduate school, right? I graduated the year of a milestone birthday for me. And I was like, okay, now I'm really just really burnt out. Because if being burnt out going into graduate school isn't like the best idea, then coming out of graduate school, double burnt out is exactly what's going to happen. So for this milestone birthday, all I knew was I wanted to have like big fun. Um, I'm pretty much an introvert. So I knew I didn't want to party. I didn't know I didn't want a lot of attention, but everything that I tried to do kind of fell through. Um, I had plans to go to Cuba. I had plans to go to a dude ranch. Like I had all these plans and nothing worked out. So one night in the, and I promise the story is going somewhere. Um, in the wee hours, I started Googling, um, summer camps for women because I was like, that would be fun to do, go to a summer camp. And I, I don't know if you know Joan London. Um, she was, I don't forget know. which morning show she was on, but like Good Morning America or the Today Show or one of those, whatever. 
And so she had a summer camp for women in Maine. And I was like, I'm going to go to Joan London's summer camp. And there was a big virtual sign on her website that said, after 10 years, we're closed. And I was like, but doesn't she know it's my birthday? Like, I have big things to do, right? Um, And so that spurred me on. Now it's probably like three o'clock in the morning and I'm Googling and I'm Googling, like, how do I get to summer camp for women, whatever. And I ended up finding um, this summer camp for women, which again, this all sounds very cultish and weird, um, but it was the best thing that could have happened to me. I mean, it's, it, I had no idea who this person was that was running this summer camp. I've, I've now gone for like four years in a row because it's the highlight of my summer. Um, It's literally like, I think her tagline is like grown ass women having fun or something like that. Um, But I had no idea that this was like a Mecca for online influencers and people in the online space. And had I known who was going to be there, I, my introverted self probably wouldn't have gone, but um, I went because I didn't know. Um, And the first one was in um, Asheville, North Carolina, and it rained for four days straight. So what do you do at a women's camp when it rains for four days straight is you play makeup with like other adults and we were sharing each other's jewelry and doing each other's makeup and all of these things. And we had these fabulous connections. And I walked away from the weekend, again, not knowing who these influencers were. And a couple of days later, after I got back, I got an email saying, um, I'm under contract. This was from what I now know to be the DOO of one of the biggest influencers in the space. I can't take on these clients. I have these three leads. Do you want to be like an integrator for them? Do you want to be an OBM? And I was like, I don't know what that is. Never done this before, but heck, why not? And I tell this story and that was literally the launch of my career in the online space. But I share this story specifically because um, I'm glad that I didn't know who these people were, not that, I mean, we're all human, right? Um, Before I went to that camp, because my insecurities and, oh my gosh, so-and-so is going to be there, wouldn't have allowed me to show up as my true self. And probably I wouldn't have have booked. And also just because I made that space for myself in my personal life, that was one of the most career defining moments that I could have had, even though I didn't know that it was happening at the time. And so that's how I got to where I am. And um, from that one introduction, I had a whole slew of um, amazing seven and eight figure coaches that I worked with for many, many years um, until I uh, decided to more focus on or to better focus, I should say, on my own business and um, just working with the clients that I wanted to in a a format that um, I was controlling a little bit more rather than one-to-one services is so incredible. And I have so many questions because I did not know that adult summer camps were a thing. (laughs) Yes. Okay. I lied. I knew that they were a thing for people like 20 somethings where you basically just go and you drink and you, it's just like a week of debauchery, but what is summer camp for women? Like are I'm, is there like canoeing or it's in cracks? What does this mean? Um, there is rock climbing, there's arts and crafts, Um, there's, you know, it was a very structured schedule. I didn't go to summer camp as a kid or not overnight camp. Um, but it was like morning movement. So if you wanted to go to yoga or running or sleep in or whatever you wanted to do, and then there was morning activity, afternoon activity, it was right on this amazing lake and ended up moving to Michigan. Um, so it was right on this amazing lake where it was just like water fun. And there, there was enough to do at every location, um, that there was something for everyone. And it was a small group of, I mean, it was, there was less than a hundred of us um, literally that took over like a kid's camp. Um, It's usually like the week between 
the end of school or right before school goes back into session, um, adult food, um, late night dance parties. There was always a theme. So it was, you know, bring a costume. Um, and we would run like an amazing race event where we were teamed up and it was just, it was amazing. So it was just fun stuff. So it wasn't, were there any like business trainings or anything like that? Or was it just, just fun? Just fun. Oh my gosh. I need to do one of these. Obviously kids are not invited, right? No, no kids, no kids, no husbands, significant others, like all women, all women summer camp. Yep. We need to connect offline because I feel like I need this in my life. (laughs) Live music, campfire, the works, like summer camp for adults. Yeah. That sounds amazing. And how long is it? A week? Um, it was like four or five days. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. I feel like every woman needs to do this. Yes. Just for the break from kids and husband alone. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, but. <laughs> yeah. So I promised my story was going somewhere, but yeah. 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 That's yeah. How I and I just, I, am. I just get distracted with the summer camp part because that just sounds so fun and exciting to me. <laughs> but all right. So I know one thing that you mentioned was you operationalized your values. So since you've done that, what kind of difference has that made in your business and in your clients' businesses, if it has made a difference? Yeah, um, it has made me, you know, one of the things that I learned, so so this kind of goes back to my my origin story, is when I got into the online space, I went from being this kind of executive who had done really well that knew how to get things done that like was one of the movers and shakers so all of a sudden I was in this new space of like new people new CEOs what's a funnel like what's an open cart like all this stuff right and so I was became very insecure that I didn't know enough or I didn't know how to have this kind of conversation I didn't know how to know that kind of conversation because it was a different environment and what I eventually figured out actually is, is that it is a different environment, but I think there are many pieces of a more traditional corporate world um, that should be carried over to this online space, right? Um, and defining my core values and how I show up gave me the confidence um, to work with my clients in a way um, it was very true to me and to ask the hard questions, knowing that it wasn't... Um, wasn't personal. It was about business and understanding my clients' core values. You know, how do they want their companies um, to grow and scale? What is what is the way that they operate? You know, it makes it okay to say, hey, I saw this thing. It didn't really hit our quality standards or this person isn't really performing at their best. And it's not about the person. It's about, are they not in the right seat in the company? Is it because there's a bottleneck in front of them? It it gave me a confidence to be like, it's okay, because I now know the the, the rules of the game. Um, and, you know, it, it just, like, I, I keep saying this, but it gave me the confidence to, to ask the hard questions. It makes so much sense because I came from the corporate world too. I was in corporate for 10 years before I just magically stumbled upon a Facebook ad and discovered this online world. Um, But you're right. There's so many different elements that are intimidating in the beginning, like this new language that you have to learn to speak, like the funnels, the, I don't even know, like funnels are like the first thing I think of online courses, digital products, whatever, tripwires, all of these different things. That word had me for a while. Yeah, exactly. And all of the different software that you don't use in like the quote unquote traditional corporate space. And, but you're right. There's so many different, or there's so many ways that it's um, compatible with the traditional corporate world, especially as you grow your business, because you're going to have to 
take those team management principles into account. You're going to have to take like all of the backend elements into account that you've used. So there are so many different skills that are transferable from the corporate world that you can use in your business. Not necessarily in the very beginning because you're like, what the heck am I doing? How do I I run a business? But definitely as you grow and scale for sure. So um, speaking of like team members, let's talk about having hard conversations, which is our topic for the day. So can you think of like any specific conversations with either team members or family members or clients that really stick out to you and you didn't necessarily want to have them, but you knew that you had to have them in order to move forward? Yeah. So for me, it comes down to to two um, different, there's, there's personal and there's business, right? Um, I actually have found that as soon as, and I remember I went through a certification. I can't remember which one it was where they, they talked about the client is not your client, the business, like the person signing your paycheck is not your client. The business is your client. And as soon as that like registered for me, that no matter what was happening, that my best interest was to serve the business and how to push the business forward. It took the personality out of it. It took the, I feel bad out of it. Um, I'm still someone that really, really, um, just depends on relationships. Um, and I just value relationships above all else. So it's having hard conversations for me um, is something that I try to be very tactful about. And um, I think I think a lot about. Um, but when I'm thinking about the business as my client, when someone's not performing it the way they need at the level that they need to, um, it actually becomes a much easier conversation to have, you know, because it's like, well, you're not meeting the expectation of what has to happen in the business. Not like I didn't like the way that you did it. It's, it's a different, it's a different frame of the same conversation, right? So that having those hard conversations with team members or even with my clients, right? Like I had a client who literally disappeared for three weeks before one of her biggest launches of the year. And it's, you can't do that. And it's, I kid you not. Oh my gosh. Um, but it was like to call that out and say, look, we, you know, you're the CEO of this, this business, you can do what you want, but we also have to equip the team with, this is the game plan. You can't, you're not a small, you know, five or six figure business anymore. Like there's implications to kind those kinds of things. So that's a hard conversation to have. I think where it gets trickier for me is the personal conversations relating to business, you know, talking with my significant other about when is it time to close the laptop, right? You know, and that's an ongoing conversation for us. Like uh, the other day, there was an emergency run to the orthodontist and the veterinarian in the same day that my husband was, of course, like, do whatever you need to do at night. At the same time, Wednesday nights in our household has become sacred TV time. We have a show that we watch as a family together. There will be no laptops, you know, out on Wednesday nights. And so those are... It's it's not as black and white as that, but those are harder conversations to have um, because everyone now is so accessible, right? There's always one more boxer to return. Um, I've worked with clients in Australia, right? That's a whole different time zone, right? So where are the boundaries? That's that's still a, a tricky thing for us to navigate, I think. Yeah, the word that came to my mind when you were talking all about it's boundaries. So setting those boundaries, not only with your clients, but with your family as well. Like, for example, one of my boundaries is if I'm in my office working, like I am right now, if my door is closed, nobody's allowed to come in. If my door is open, 
my son can come sit at my desk with me. He loves to just sit next to me in a chair and play with his toys just so that he can be around mom, which that's totally fine. Right. I'm, I'm fine with that. But then the trickier part, I mean, I personally think comes with clients, right? We always set our boundaries in the very beginning, but as, especially as a done for you service provider, when you're working in their businesses, like supporting their growth, that can be a little bit harder because if they need something, you almost kind of feel like you have to be at your beck at their beck and call in a way, but you're also running your own business at the same time, right? Like you're not a W2 employee. So it right. can be tricky to kind of toe that line there. But I mean, it's, it's definitely doable because we see it, we see it happen every day. So I'm curious for the times when that happens for you specifically, when you notice that you're working with a client and, um, they need something ASAP, like you have to just drop everything and do it right away. How do you typically react to that? Yeah, well, and I also think there's another layer to it because you and I are both moms of little kids, right? Yes. So I always tell my team, I work every Friday night for the most part. And people are like, Danielle, why are you working on a Friday night? I work almost every Friday night because both my boys love playing ice hockey and they have practice from six to nine every Friday night. And I am at the rink that has perfectly good Wi-Fi. So why wouldn't I? However, from the client perspective, if they're getting emails from me on a Friday night, that releases that boundary of I'm off the clock. So what I've tried to do is now here I am letting out all of my secrets. All of my emails get scheduled. All of my Slack messages get scheduled. Those messages aren't going out until Monday morning. So I, I think the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so you're I not I think there's a, a component of like, how can we live our lives with our kids and our families and still keep those boundaries with our clients? Um, so I think that's a piece of it. Um, you know, and and I guess regarding the other part of your question, um, I, I will not give my cell phone out to my clients. Um, there are enough ways for them to get a hold of me. If there is a true emergency, um, they they can do that. I would say that clients um, that consistently kind of abuse that, I have just learned over time, those are not right fit clients for me. I am incredibly flexible with my time. Um, I will admit last Saturday morning and the Saturday morning before that, I spent a couple of hours with a with a client because it was on my terms, because she understood it was the exception and it was the best thing we could have done for the business and that was okay. She doesn't abuse it. I'm happy to do it. It's there's a mutual feeling there. But as soon as it becomes, oh, we meet every Saturday morning or, you know, that kind of thing like that to me just throws up a red flag. Like there's a conversation, a very direct conversation that needs to be had, which goes back to my values and having hard conversations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Fun fact, nobody has, not even my team has my cell phone number either. I actually created a free Google voice number. So mm -hmm. that's like my business number. So the only person who actually has that is my team member. So I'm like, if if somebody is like threatening to burn down my company, this is when you use this number. Like, don't text me, <laughs> don't call me unless it's like a level 10 emergency. Like you can email me, you can send me a Slack message. I will eventually see it, but don't contact me. So yeah, there's like, I am completely unreachable to the yeah. outside world. And that's the way I like it personally. Yeah. Um, well, and sorry, I would also 
argue that it's not even just about the way that you like it. It's about like not missing messages and keeping information flowing the way that it needs to. So it's it's also part of a, like a, a good system, not just mm-hmm. like, a well, I don't want to give you my phone number because that's also not what it's about. Right. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Like I have specific tools that I use for business purposes only, like Google Voice business tool. My phone is for friends and family only. So yes, exactly. Yep. Um, I know we have to wrap up pretty soon, but I do want to just very quickly talk about burnout because this is a topic that comes up so often for so many people. So when you are working in your business, supporting your clients, do you have any specific ways that you try to prevent burnout from happening in your life? Um, So you you should know that I'm not a particularly woo kind of person. Um, I definitely should be exercising more and eating more of my fruits and veggies and all of those kinds of things. But what I would say is I really try to listen to my body. I am a workaholic and I will burn myself right out. And I can, I am so in tune with myself right now about like, if it's late at night and I'm feeling good, I'm going to keep going. But the second that I feel like that crispness in my eyes, or I'm feeling kind of tired, like it's for the most part, there's nothing that can't wait until tomorrow. And so for me, that's been the game changer is to work on the kinds of things based on what my body is telling me. Like I'm not a, I'm not a great morning person. So the morning I use to just kind of ease into my day, like all the smaller tasks, right? I'm golden in the afternoon. So that's when I get into, you know, the the heavier things. A lot of people are reverse of that. Take the big stuff in the morning because they're tired in the afternoon. But um, I definitely say, listen to your body. Um, I'm also a huge believer in, in taking breaks. And again, as a workaholic, that can be really hard to do, but it always rejuvenates me. So um, those are my two tips, I think. Yeah, I love that. So sure. I'm definitely a do the things in the morning person <laughs> because uh, by like two o'clock, I'm done for the day. Like my brain just kind of shuts off and it goes to mush. <laughs> if I do anything after that time, it's not going to, not going to turn out well. <laughs> but it's good that you know that about yourself, right? Right. Right. It took me a long time to figure that out because similar to you, I, well, I'm a recovering workaholic. I'm not a workaholic anymore. I used to be, but right. I would work from, I would wake up, go to the gym, work from six in the morning until like 11 PM at night. No mm-hmm. breaks in between. Usually. I mean, I would eat and go to the bathroom, but, right, 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 right. but that was it. Like those were, those were my breaks and it very quickly led to burnout. I found out once I started to listen to my body, notice what patterns worked best for me, then I was mm-hmm. able to work with myself much better and it provided much more productive re- or it led to much more productive results as well. So thank you for sharing those tips. I'm sure they're going to be helpful for people, but um, it is time for us to wrap up. So before we go, where is the best place for everybody to connect with you if they want to learn more? Yeah, sure. On Instagram is probably the best place. Uh, Danielle underscore C underscore Levy. Perfect. Sounds great. And we will link to that in the show notes as well. So thank you so much for being here. It was so good to chat with you. Good to chat with you also. Thank you again. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Behind Their Business podcast with me, Steph Blake of the Blake Collective, which is a female-led company focused on helping online entrepreneurs start and scale their own businesses. If you or someone you know would make a great guest for the show, we would love to interview you. Visit our website at behindtheirbusiness.com to submit a short application and learn more about the show and how you can support our mission. 
If you enjoyed the show, we would love for you to share it with a friend or a loved one too. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Thank you again for listening to the Behind Their Business podcast.